with J-Dubs and Rocky. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rockin' Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Better bring me a mirror. And it's nooner time. I almost wanted to say happy hump day, but we're pre-taping today. Uh, so I guess every day could be hump day, though, huh? I mean, it, it should be. It should be hump day. People will be happier. Yeah, so <laughs> it's Saturday. I'm not used to this, but that's okay. Our guest was so worth it. I was like, whatever day you want, I will be there. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little off with the whole thing. But anyway, I just have to tell you real quick, Jess. Yeah, yeah, you guys know Tony Green, T Money Green. Yes, I love him. Yeah, Hi, well, Tony, if you're listening. Yeah, you know that he um, he's part of the documentary that Unsung is doing on the yeah. dramatics yeah. and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So they were in town yesterday from L.A. and really? interviewing him. Did yeah. you meet them? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, I went. I was I'm behind so the scenes. It was so <laughs> cool. Okay, but listen. So the very first thing that happened was um, they wanted to do his makeup. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Can you picture Team Money getting his makeup done? No, not really. Oh, I had to take a picture of it <laughs> and post it. He was a trooper, though. He was, like, looking at me. I said, it's part of showbiz, baby. It is. That's the way it goes. You have so, to do it. Yeah, it, but it was really cool to be get behind the scenes and just watch how it works and, well, you yeah. know, listen to the interview questions and it was really cool, and he did a great job. But um, so I posted a couple pictures, and then um, I was told I was not allowed to post any more pictures. Oh so, wow! Yeah, it was like oops. And of course, Lockdown. I don't know how to take that stuff down, so I left them up there. But I didn't tag Team Money because I didn't want him to get in trouble. But oh, it was really, wow. really cool. And then just listening to the whole story and the questions that they were asking about the dramatics and just how this and and how they put these documentaries. I love documentaries anyway. I mean, I watch. Right. 30, you know, the 30 for 30 mm-hmm. documentaries all the time. So um, it was just cool to watch the whole thing happen and, and watch Team Money sit back and just tell the story. It was wow. fun. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That had to have been cool. It was. It Did was really cool. Did you meet cool. Snoop Dogg? Huh? Did you meet Snoop Dogg? Not yet. Oh. But okay. um, I'm hoping to meet I'm him. Jealous. I'm hoping to um, <laughs> interview him for the book. Oh, very cool. Yeah, because there's some really cool stories um, of connecting the dots with uh, Team Money and Snoop Dogg that I I told Team Money, I said, you better not post this stuff on Facebook because he has a tendency to write everything on Facebook. And I said, 
we're not going to have anything to sell if you keep posting everything, you know? <laughs> I'm not doing all this work for you to blab it on if Facebook. If you post the story, there won't be one to post. I know, exactly. <laughs> it's what I told them. So anyway, uh, but we had a great time, though, and uh, the unsung people were just really very nice, um, you know, just for letting me come backstage and watch the whole thing happen. Awesome. And, Congratulations yeah. to yeah. both of you. Well, that's to really him, awesome. not me. I'm just the groupie. Well, so. Yeah, but still, that's fine. <laughs> I'm living vicariously through him. <laughs> Congratulations, Tony. Yeah, yeah. so it was, it was pretty cool. But anyway, we have another big superstar here in the house. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and get started. And today I get to do both parts, the What's the Wish and um, the interview. So it's our favorite segment. That's so funny, these bells. I'm not used to these yet. <laughs> I feel like I'm in church here. <laughs> anyway, what's the wish, what's the way, and what's in the way? This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. And this story especially is inspiring. It's been said that hard things are put in our way not to stop us, but to call out our courage and strength. Our guest today is an award-winning vocal entertainer and beatboxer sensation. He has achieved national acclaim and has been interviewed by some of the top-notch news medias, including NBC, CBS, and USA Today, just to name a few. But to be honest with you, I went through and counted how many interviews he's had and how many times he's been featured. It's over mm-hmm. 95. Oh, my God. And I thought, I, I know that's what I said. I thought, should I go back and count that again? No, it took too long. <laughs> so um, he also did an impromptu jam session with Shark Tank's Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary, which is pretty interesting. And we're talking about Stevie and Sarah, professionally known as Stevie Soul. At a young age, Stevie learned that your challenges can become your treasures. And he's with us today to tell us his amazing story of resilience and success. Welcome to the Nooner Show, Stevie Soul. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Gosh, that's unbelievable. That was a great introduction. Oh, your life is is a great story. I mean, and this is, you know, condensed. Because I get yelled at because my introductions are always too long, but it's like I could go on and on and on. But seriously, I was counting how many times you had been interviewed, and by some of the um, people who interviewed you, you've just had an amazing journey. Yeah. yeah. But I want to start off, first of all, for people who are listening and don't really know, what is beatboxing? So um, beatboxing is the art of making sounds with your mouth and body. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's really as simple as that. Okay, and, but what is, like, and how's it used? Well, I should probably demonstrate. That helps. Give a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sure does. Um, because really, I didn't. I had a different idea of what I thought beatboxing was. I really didn't know until okay. I started researching you and watching videos and listening to your music, which I can't wait to get into in a minute. But how did you discover this talent? So when I was a when I was a kid, I had a a, a speaking disability and a stuttering problem. And when I would try to say words, funny sounds would come out. Like I would attempt to say a word, and I, I would put 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 put. put, uh, put I could not push the, you know, push the full word out, and I get caught up on the first kind of letter, 
Mm-hmm. So I would take these funny sounds and arrange them into beats and patterns. That kind of helped me understand sentence structure and flow and rhythm. Wait, um, but but th- okay, that doesn't sound real easy. No, so, no, I'm, so, I'm, I'm I'm sort of uh, I'm yeah, giving you the abbreviated it like version. It's real simple, but sure. so how old were you when you figured out how to do that? So I really started um, in like elementary schools when I made sense of the beats and understanding that I could make beats and rhythms, and it was just a silly thing that I did you know, my, myself for like my brothers and my family. And I would kind of create these beats and very simple beats and patterns. And I would like mimic commercials and all kinds of things like that. Mm-hmm. Were you um, into music? I really was. Yeah. At, and I had at an, older an bro- elementary level. Yeah. And I had an older brother who's about seven years older than me. who was a musician and producer. So, you know, having that Billy, Billy from so. Sandbox Studios. Yeah, let's give yeah. him a shout let's, out. Let's we've had, that. we've had him on a couple of times. I absolutely love him. Yeah, I love awesome. his energy. Definitely. And, and, you know, I always wanted to have all three of you guys on because you have another brother named Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Who's also? He's not in music, is he? No, but more, um, more IT sort of computer okay. related things. So. Okay, uh, pretty pretty close. You yeah, know. <laughs> but you you guys are not to get off sidetracked here. But I do want to just mention that because all three of you guys are are entrepreneurs, self starters, go getters. Yeah. And uh, so I, I at some point did want to have all three. I would love that. And that all really comes from my father. And I actually really want to have us. your parents on yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. I think Separate, my father though. was a big part. <laughs> oh, boy. Separate because I want to hear the dirt from them. Though. But anyway, go back to – so you were into music. Yes, I was into music. And, you know, having an older brother who was into music, you know, and Nabil is seven years older than me. So okay. um, he brought a lot of experience and knowledge to music and history that I never knew. So that really – helped shape my sort of musical narrative and kind of understanding of music. Um, And that kind of helped me stay on track. And he kind of, he explained things to me. Um, A lot of musical things that I didn't understand from genre to um, performance to really all kinds of things. He really helped explain and guide me through. Um, So that was awesome as a young kid. And then once I got into middle school and I got a little older um, and I would practice at the house with my brother in the studio and we had like a little home studio. um, Then kids at school would ask me, you know, some of the same kids that were picking on me and making fun of me are now asking me to do that thing that I do and, you know, make beats in class so they can rap and sing. And so I was, you know, banging on the desk with pencils and beatboxing and singing. And really I saw this, this, this talent that I had and I fell in love with the art of collaboration and Mm. connecting with people and Mm -hmm. um, being able to sort of produce in real time live in a classroom setting was awesome for me. And I really... I really connected to that and really wanted to explore what, you know, what that could be, you know. So you st- you started off, I mean, I would imagine you were getting picked on, right, yeah. when you were younger. Sure. Oh, yeah. And then um, when you discovered this, you just started doing it in front of kids and – yeah, I started doing. I started doing. Yeah, I started it. doing it myself as a sort of a technique, kind of a meditation to kind of get through my own things. That you know, at home. Okay. And then once I developed little skits and routines, I would take those into class and okay. take those into school, and um, would kind of per, per, perform them for smaller groups. And before you know it, kids are talking, and it's you know. Then before you know it, I'm doing talent shows in front of the entire school. Wow. Yeah. So um, it, it definitely started as a thing that I wanted to make sure I I wanted to like hone in at home, and yeah. then I would bring these ideas to school and really adapting, like, you know, rearrange and grow them with other artists and, and other students that wanted to sing and wanted to perform but didn't really know. Yeah. So was did you know what beatboxing was when you discovered how to make those patterns? Uh, very uh, very loosely. Like I didn't really understand sort of the, the, the um, history of beatboxing as, okay. as it relates to hip-hop and 
Okay. Um, in that way, it was more just me making sounds and rhythms and melodies with, with my mouth. Um, but of course, I, I leaned on my older brother who who taught me all all about that. Yeah. And um, I just was so I was so amazed that here is this art form that already existed and that exists, and I'm sort of starting to get really good at it. And it was just like great timing, and um, it just it, it just was perfect. It was just a perfect balance that you know I, I started doing this thing and singing and and beatboxing, and then understanding as I got older that it's a real thing that I could possibly possibly pursue um, right. was just awesome and so, kept doing it. And then you did it, you continued through high school and did you start writing music? Did you start, how did that evolve? Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you see this book in front of me here. Right. I have this, uh, when I would create these songs and skits and ideas, I would draw out these like visuals to kind of match the songs. I was already kind of so thinking about, artist too. yeah, I, I mean, was thinking about how I could package and present this, uh, like a body of work to my classmates. And so some of these drawings were examples of like an idea, just like a visual idea that would match or pair with the, a song or a sketch or skit okay, that I was doing. Well, let me ask you about this one, the sure. Fox Theater. I mean that—that's quintessential Detroit uh, performance royalty. I mean, if you can put, that's really where everyone strives to perform. And so, okay. as a kid, that you know, looking up, and I—I I, I drew the perspective of looking up at the marquee because yeah. I was small and I would look up at it. Um, and I remember going down for for the parades as a kid, and like we would like camp out in front of in front of the Fox, and that would just be this amazing theater for to to one day strive and and, and perform so, in. So, was is this sort of like a vision board for you? In a way, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I never thought of it that way. But, yeah, yeah, in a way, it's a vision board. It's also sort of just um, – it just co- – it connected to the time in which I was creating these songs and sketches. Like these were just visuals to match it, kind of what was going through my mind and well, what I was inspired to Because these do. are absolutely amazing Thank sketches. You. So and I would I take mean, a lot of different visuals and like, and like mash them together and like outline stuff and trace stuff to kind of connect a, a, a visual. And so. see, like this one, Heart Plaza, Urban Soul Live Mate. Uh, live music May 25th to 27th. So is this um, your vision of you just, performing yeah, there? Yeah, and, and loving, your... yeah, and loving heart. Another awesome venue that I, I always yeah. wanted to perform at as a kid. Have you have you uh, performed at any of these places? Because I know you've gone around the I, world. Yeah, I perform. Yeah, I haven't performed at the Fox yet, but I've performed at at, um, at a few times and. Um, you know, I, the, but it's special because I'm still working towards the Fox. You That's know? awesome. <laughs> well, these the, so these sketches are fantastic. I mean, I wish people could see them. We'll have to put some pictures yeah, up we'll because pictures these are something else. So there's just a lot of just thoughts and really just things that I thought would match the the audible part of what I was doing. So to have this kind of visual and audio kind of connection. So, so take us through your journey. Um, so you're you're gaining some celebrity you, in high school, doing talent shows and everything else. Now you're considered a beatboxer. There's no more focus on the stuttering. Is that yeah, it was a small, um, you know, I, it wasn't until recently I started opening up about my stuttering. Okay. Um, you know, I, so when I was younger, I never, once I, once I didn't stutter as much or it wasn't at the forefront, I never talked about it, nor did I ever want to talk about it. It wasn't until I think I matured as an artist and as a, as a man that I thought it was important for me to share this honest story about how I, how, you know, how I started. It also too was like, when I, when I would be at events and I'd do interviews, people would ask me, how did you start? And I'd right. get that – there would be this joke about were you drunk at a party or yeah. – you know, there's this yeah. – and it would really like uh, 
I don't know, it would really downplay the, re- the real narrative of how I started music. And it would almost, to me, cheapen my whole craft and my whole mm-hmm. art to, to say that I was drunk at a party. And that's right. how, not to yeah. say I didn't beatbox drunk at parties, yeah. but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's, that's not, not the how, core. It's not the, right. That's not the core of, of how it started. So right. as I got older, I, I opened up about it. But no, back in high school, I never, I would never even dare think about reminding my peers and, and girls that, that I yeah. stuttered. It just didn't seem like. Well, how did beatbox? Boxing, did it fix that? Or I mean, do you do you still stutter? Or? I, I very subtly, and I you know I thought of every trick in the book to kind of cover it up. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, but not so much. I, I well, really, how did how did that happen though through beatboxing? Like, what's the science behind uh, it? You know, so I would take these sound, I would take these sounds, and I would arrange these sounds into these beats and patterns and rhythms, and so it'd be like. Wow. And it would help me understand tempo and flow. And, you know, the best advice my dad ever gave me was like, just slow down. Like, you know, there's no, you know, stuttering is tricky because you can't see it. You don't know when it's going to hit. And so it's very difficult to anticipate at any given time um, in a conversation when it will happen. Um, So my dad would always tell me to, to, as if it was so easy, just slow down. Um, So I would really, I would take that sort of vague advice um, Mm -hmm. and, and pair it with these, this, this, this sentence structure and pattern tempo thing that I was doing. And it really helped me just kind of focus and really pre-visualize uh, what I was going to say and really map it out. Wow. Um, and just kind of kept practicing at it and kept focusing. And I just used the beats and and the patterns as my, as my kind of go-to. So and, when you were doing this though, was your, your goal to be a, a phenomenal beatboxer or was it to um, correct the stuttering? Both. Um, it was kind of, you know, two prong, like to correct the stuttering, it was always at the forefront and okay. is the main goal. I, I was struggling. You know, when you can't communicate with your peers, that that's yeah. like the most simple thing. When you right. can't do that, it's very difficult. And so that's always that's that was, always the, at the core. Even when I when I talk to to folks that's that stutter now, that has to be at the core of of the. You know of what you do, but the, the, I had this special thing that I was doing, and I I wanted to really hone in on that and use that as um, sort of you know I just as like my outlet and right. as my sort of performance thing. I, I just I wanted to correct the stuttering. That was like that was definitely the first the right. first thing. But I really also wanted to kind of hone in on this craft. And before I knew it, I was getting pretty good at it. Yeah, and was able to really manipulate my voice in tons of different ways. And so I kind of realized, oh my oh my gosh, I I got something here. And yeah, I should, I should keep pursuing this. Yeah, I mean, isn't it? When you reflect back, you know, especially like your childhood years and and what you were going through with the stuttering. And I can't imagine. I mean, we all have our our challenges, you know, even as kids. um, And you know how that horrible, that lonely feeling you have. Um, And when you look back on all that and you look at where you're at today, does it kind of blow you away that it was if it wasn't for that stuttering, you might not have this life that you you have right now with everything you're doing yeah i, I do i think about it all the time i mean I, I what, really what a know. gift you got yeah you know what a blessing you the know? blessing yeah. yeah was the stuttering yeah i'm really grateful you for know it. and it, what's amazing though what i love about your story is that you you really were resilient at a young age i mean you figured out how to how to deal with that instead of you know hiding 
and not dealing with it at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I learned I learned at a young age, and I remember this that you know everyone has everyone has their own issues and problems in life, and everyone was so busy with their own stuff that no one was going to teach me how to speak, and yeah. no one was going to help me through that really. Right. So I really had to just step up and man up at a young age and just figure it out. Right. Um, and I'm sure I'm glad I'm sure glad I did because right. Really, well, really you you my... did have um, like I read I thought that you. You had like speech therapy classes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, had sessions some, and stuff like that. But sure. that wasn't really the solution. Yeah, it doesn't. You can't. That the, there's there there are techniques that that helped for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But that that you know that doesn't t- that doesn't go home with you. It doesn't like it yeah. doesn't like it's not in conversations when you're like trying to to ask a girl to prom or like whatever. Right, it doesn't right. it doesn't leave the classroom setting, if you will. Right. So you have to take those fundamentals that you learn and kind of make them your own and, right. em- and embrace them in your own way. Um, but a lot of my correcting with stuttering was through my own sort of process and my own um, remedies of sorts. Yeah. So as a child, then, were you just the type of kid that um, whatever challenge was going to come your way, you would figure out how to handle it? Yeah. I mean, just because there's so many people, like I said, especially kids, that I, I don't think they would have taken it past um, it, uh, like a, a session with a therapist, you know, and it would have ended there. And if it didn't work, it didn't work, you yeah. know, where you just didn't seem to like it didn't even the the thought of not making it work just didn't enter your mind. Yeah, I and think. I think the musical connection really helped me through that. If there yeah. wasn't like a musical component to it, I don't honestly know where I'd be right now yeah. um, with even my just just my stuttering in general. So I had that. That that passion and I just had that um, intrigue with the beats and music that yeah. helped me through that. So it was a huge part of my story. And so tell yeah. us, at, after high school, you you've toured yeah, with I've music. Traveled, yeah, you know. So tell us about that. Yeah, so you know, I I started putting together. I I wanted to figure out cool ways to enhance my show because you know, as a beatboxer, the idea is to go out there and kind of do a one man show sort of thing. Okay. And so I started doing that and was traveling everywhere doing these, just like you know, I, I mean, I could do from five minutes to forty minutes of just you know beatboxing and covering and uh, you know covering like big songs and then. Um, I did that for a long time and it was just basically me on a mic beatboxing and making music. Um, so I wanted to think of other clever ways to enhance my show. Like most artists, you get kind of bored and you want to keep growing right. and evolving. So I started introducing in um, loop pedals. So then I would take a loop pedal and I would kind of press the button and like yeah. – and I'd loop that. You were ahead of your time. Because, I was trying. Because that's really – that's like a Back fad now. now. It's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Where, so you were, you started that before anybody yeah. else did, really. Yeah, you know, and I saw other I saw other okay. artists of sorts, especially guitarists. A lot of the techniques yeah. that I used with my beatboxing were things that guitarists were using for their for their guitars. Essentially, where where guitarists would plug in their guitar, I would plug a microphone in, and so I would mm-hmm. use like effects that were that guitarists would use um, a, a lot of times to enhance my performance and add different elements to it. And then um, you and do you and you write your own music. And I write music. So once, so really, once I didn't have to focus so much on making the beat, once I could loop it and kind of set it and forget it, then I could introduce vocals into it. So that opened up a whole new world of, of musical possibilities for me because, you know, here I am before when I'm beat, just beatboxing into a mic, I have to focus on every beat and every temp and, and every rhythm and everything. Yeah. So now that I could kind of set that up, set it and forget it, and then focus on vocals, it really opened up this whole new platform yeah. for me. And then I started, you know, incorporating, you know, vocals and, and singing. Um, you know, into my performance. Now, now, did you take voice lessons? 
Um, I I had a friend who was a, a local music producer who also okay. who also yeah he kind of he kind of schooled me on how to you know diaphragm and, yeah. and proper breathing techniques mm-hmm. and I just kind of uh, like everything else so far I've sort of took what I what I could from it and just kind of made it my own and incorporated it into my own yeah. uh, process. Um, but yeah, it was very helpful breathing and and the technique of breathing and approaching the mic and their diaphragm and sort of breathing. It's just so important to everything that I do because so. I, I listen to the songs now. I know the the first one that we're going to hear it was um you you uh did a um collaboration with yeah. uh who who was the per- the amanda woman? bloom amanda bloom. so i was in uh, uh amon jordan and i was at this really cool like live music venue okay. and there were just a tons of music you know there were a ton of musicians kind of jamming out and i was invited to, to come and play um and before i knew it there was just like you know a hundred people in a giant circle around this huge band and we're all playing and jamming and freestyling and luckily someone like one of the engineers was recording it which I had no idea about so it was just an incredible incredible moment and so everyone there before I got there kept telling me yo there's this girl who sings she's very much like she's like the female version of you she's scatting and she does all this really cool stuff you know it'd be awesome if you guys could connect and sure enough we we connected and someone recorded it and so um, this was like was this impromptu then? It was impromptu. Yeah, this was all impromptu. I had really? never met. I had never met Amanda before this. This you know this this performance, and I've never. I mean, I hardly met the band that was there before this performance. So, oh my gosh, it was just one of those amazing collaboration. Really, is like the the to me like the it is my everything in terms of music. I just love the aspect of collaboration, and this was like a, a prime example of it. And, wow. Well, we're gonna yeah. listen to it right now. So this is and, and this is a. Uh, this was 10 years ago, right? Yeah. You're celebrating it, your We're celebrating tenure. 10 years. Yeah, just, 10 years. Congratulations. Yeah. So we're going to, this is uh, uh, Stevie Soul with Amanda Bloom, mm-hmm. right? When I was on tour in Amanda, I had the chance to sing. Well, GM live on stage with arguably one of the best singers I've ever got a chance to perform with. And arguably one of the coolest venues I've ever got to perform in. She was an Australian singer-composer named Amanda Bloom. She was what people over there were calling the female version of myself. <laughs> so we did this live little scat battle at Books at Cafe in Amanda. And she just brought the funk. Check it out. Living the mo, and then I up a do bone, but till I'm bone. Stippity pippa dippa 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 Dip a 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 dip a
imagine the crowd i mean they must have gone crazy with that yeah there was some good energy oh you can feel the energy i mean especially because that was impromptu yeah you know sometimes you get with musicians and it's just magical and it just it works and it clicks and that that night was just a great example of that so that was 10 years ago when yeah like what what month yeah what month Um, was it and where were you june in amman jordan and were you on tour? Yeah, I was traveling, and um, you know, my parents are both from Amman, so I was kind of mm-hmm. going back to visit. Um, that that was my first time going back, and so um, we worked with some different councils there. There's a lot of like uh, you know, like tourism councils that helped us kind of get gigs, and were like super impressed with what I was doing, and oh. wanted kind of wanted to come back and and show 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 off this like Jordanian American, oh yeah, you know, back you know back home kind of thing. So um, it was really cool. So they booked all kinds of gigs for me, and you know, introduced oh. me to a cool band, and kind of had me. Doing you know interviews and all kinds of things and um, wow so that's kind of how this whole event ha- kind yeah. of happened. It, now were it, your parents there? Did they go watch? Mm-mm. No, no, no. no my, my father was with me on that trip, but he actually wasn't there. Um, oh, so yeah, that would have been a good one to yeah, see. Yeah, huh? no kidding. Um, what, what do your parents think though? Like, do they go see you when you perform? Yeah, they're 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 pretty supportive. They're oh, always, I bet. they always have been really yeah. supportive. And are they are they pretty blown away at how far you've come and you know everything you, you the the self uh discoveries yeah yeah made? i think so you know and then sort of as i've gotten older all the other things that i've been able to work on all the sort of other creative projects from filmmaking to to other yeah things, let, let's go through that, that whole thing first of all let's talk about this um challenge that you did this yeah, year long segue yeah let's yeah. go let's go into that explain it sure so in 2016 i wanted to kind of challenge myself creatively to um to come up with so to record um, and publish a video of me beatboxing every single day. Every and day. Every single day. And it was a leap year, so there was 366, so just my luck. But it was, <laughs> yeah. it was a really – Just had to push it yeah, one more, one right? Extra, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I really, just, I really wanted to just reconnect with the art. I've been doing it now for so long and have been – I'm always looking for new ways to kind of reinvent myself in new sounds and styles. And so this was a great way to kind of like uh, – just to kind of like j- journal, if you will, all of my um, – all of my ideas and I, I, I had been doing it for, for years, not, not a, certainly not every day. And I definitely wasn't recording them. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of like bring it all together and use 2016 as a year to kind of, um, come up with new content and just, um, uh, 
like push myself into sort of new things. And, um, did you succeed with that? I did. I did. I stuck to it every single day. I recorded did you? it. Every, yeah. It was, was a, it, was it like, you had a, did you have it scheduled at a certain time or just... no, it was very impromptu. And that was kind of the, oh. uh, it was kind of this, that's what made it special to me. Yeah. Cause even if I was having a really bad day, um, you know, it would translate through the mood, uh, uh, you know, of yeah. what, of what I was recording or what I was doing. Um, and it's great, you know, and I, it was, it certainly was a challenge. I mean, because I was on camera, I had to make sure I looked halfway decent, you know, yeah. I had to like yeah. get, you know, yeah. so I had to make sure I had the, the, the camera in a right, in the right angle. And I, yeah. so I had to, it, it wasn't just like, you know, uh, create some random thing and record it. I had to just sort of make sure I looked presentable and I, it, that it was just a nice tight packaged piece of work. That and I was could, it, it always, was it at different locations Every, all the time? It was all over the place. Yeah. So it was just like yeah. wherever you were, you would say, okay, I got to do it today. I know I have to do it. You know, sometimes, really? uh, you know, some days aren't as cool as others. So uh-huh. I just, you know, I just kind of go home and kind of do it in my, my home studio. Um, and then some days I'm playing with Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. So yeah, you just, which, you never know. So well, it's, it's gonna, really cool. Wow. So, so you accomplished the whole year. So every single day, and how can people see that? Is that on YouTube or? Um, that's on my Instagram page. It's, and what is your it's, Instagram It's Mr. Stevie Souls. So Mr. Okay. Uh, Stevie Soul. And, and is there a period after the Mister? No, it's just no, it's just all one word. All one word. All one word. Mister yeah. Stevie Soul. So, yep. And it's the Instagram account, mm-hmm. and and people can watch that. Yeah, and every, every single every single day from 2016. So what what did you get out of it? I got so much out of it. Um, well, I got a whole hell of a lot of material. I tell you that. I mean, I really yeah. wanted to use this as an opportunity to like just create these small little demos and ideas and these little almost like like sketches, if you will, that I could revisit and extend and and build upon later. In you know mm-hmm. later, and now that we're in 2017, like now is later, and um, it was awesome. I mean, I'm now looking back at like 366 little ideas. So you have a catalog. I have a catalog, and so I've been starting to kind of now 2017. The goal was now let me take some of the best ideas and kind of create those into larger projects, uh, records, and kind of some kind of body of work. Yeah. So I'm kind of pushing through that now and working through that now. Wow. So so you didn't take time to to write the, the beats ahead of time. You just, it was whatever you were feeling yeah, at the moment. Yeah, it was very impromptu. I didn't want to spend too much time on, I just wanted it, I, I have, a lot of artists I'm sure like struggle with this, but I always want everything to be perfect and I'm still yeah. like, I'm always obsessing over every little thing. So I end up not releasing content because I just, I'm always obsessing over I want how much, how perfect I want it to yeah, be. Yeah, I've heard that quite yeah. a bit when we interview people. So this was just an idea. This was like me, like not, this was me kind of putting my guard down and just like in, it just, since it was this kind of short form content, just being just opening up a little bit and so that was really for me one of the biggest parts of just like opening up and recording and publishing something every single day right because even if it's not good especially when it's impromptu like that you are going to have some or if you're having an off day and it's not good you're still putting it out there i'm still putting it out there yeah wow i mean even on my roughest days where i was not in the mood to go in front of a camera and like and even do music for that in that moment yeah i somehow pushed through it and those moments are what really make you a great artist and um, those are the moments that i'm really proud of and right those are so I'm encouraging other artists to to do it. Like it's not too late. You can start. You know, this year you can wait till next year. Just just yeah. start to do it because I I really learned a lot from it and I gained a lot of material. Right. And I spent a whole year just like gathering and recording. Now I, I not just like I wrote it in a notepad and I forgot it. Like I have like an actual recording that I could reference and and reshape and, and work with. So it, it was great. It was a, it was a fun challenge. It was certainly a struggle at times, but mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I'm so happy with it. And I might do it again. I'm, I'm considering doing really? it again. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Well, when did you come up with the idea? Was it, that like in 2015 you day, were saying? Days before. Oh, days, it was just days be- yeah, before? Yeah, it was like over like the Christmas kind of holiday, you know, break where I was just tr- – I wanted to do something different. I wanted to um, challenge myself. And, you know, you know, when you, when you get closer to any new year, you start to think about the New Year's resolution right. thing. Oh, yeah. And so that, that played a part in it. But it was really – it was a little bit bigger than just like a New Year's resolution. I really wanted to um, – well, I wanted to, I wanted to do it all year, but I definitely wanted to just challenge myself, and I'm so happy I did it. And I'm encouraging artists, and there have there have been a couple artist friends of mine who have started doing it this that year. That is so some have fell off though. I won't say idea. any names. Well, you know what? With the, with with any um, New Year's resolutions, there's so many studies that say I think there's only like eight percent of the people actually really follow through all year. Yeah. So it's a pretty small percent, sure. you know, compared to how many people actually make those resolutions. What's the number one thing you got out of it? Do you think? That's a great question. I got so much out of it. Probably. I mean, besides a catalog of songs, sure. like what did it do for, you know, your, your confidence, your attitude, your beliefs? It just, I, it made me a better artist um, in so many ways. Mm. I feel so I feel like I've accomplished something a lot of artists probably won't accomplish in their career. Like I spent every single day thinking about my craft in different ways and trying to just like giving it an honest effort. And it, it wasn't, it, it really wasn't for like the posting. Like it's, it's cool to, to have people following and watching it, but it was really for me. Yeah. And, um, that's amazing. Yeah, I just I I'm I, I just I I was able to like sit with myself every single day of that right. year and just think about rethink about how I approach my art and how I approach the sim like 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 the sound of the snare drum or the sound of a horn thing that I'm doing. Like I really got a chance to mess around with different things. Yeah. And it was priceless. It was you know, so Well yeah, and you know, when you're when you describe it like that, it, I can almost uh see how you're, even though it is impromptu, you are forced to be creative because you don't want to repeat what you did the day before. So yeah, it does was... force you to think out of the box and keep pushing yourself yeah. and pushing yourself. That's fantastic. I mean, I, I crossed like every genre that year. I I was everything from Prince to David Bowie. I mean, I did covers and thing and samples from hip. I mean, across the board. So that was really cool for me, and and I learned a lot about music and about myself and about where I want to take my sound. You know, in the yeah. future. Do you blog about? Do you blog? at all? No, not much. Oh, gosh, you should. I mean, that that's just a great story. You, you know, it's so inspirational. I mean, and not just for musicians, but for anybody doing anything, trying yeah. to improve, always trying sure. to find the next thing. That's so creative. Yeah. Oh, I, you should start a blog. Yeah. Definitely. Really uh, you've got a great website. So Thanks. in fact, one of the things I love your website, it says, um, oh, gosh, I know I wrote it down somewhere. But it, the first thing that you see on your website where it says that You've you found your voice through the beat. Yeah. What what is yeah. that quote? That was um that was the that was like the headline of a a recent um a recent story that was written about okay. me in TBD magazine. Um and I I I, I, I had no say in that. I just thought it was when oh, I, I saw that. that I just was thought it was such a clever unique it was. way of saying it. And yeah. I was I so thought happy it was about perfect. that. Perfect. Tell me about TBD magazine because I watched that uh, like oh, nice. documentary. Yeah, which well, was TBD really is like cool. a, is like a kind of an up and coming um, lifestyle magazine in Detroit, and it's just showcasing interesting people and yeah. businesses and things that are happening, you know, in in Detroit right now. Yeah. So I was really flattered to be um, featured in the first issue and the first video. That they did, so it was really, oh, really, really? Awesome. yeah. So well, they did a fantastic yeah, job. Really it was a that. great 
documentary. Yeah. You and, know? and actually, the space that we recorded the interview at was in Club Exodus in, in Greek Town. And the, uh, uh, the uh, nostalgic thing about that space was that was the first space I ever performed in no. front of a large audience outside of my school. Oh, my brother, really? yeah, my brother was a, a, like I was saying, is seven years older and was a, is a DJ and music producer. Yeah. So he used to DJ at this. It was like a, it was like a club, and I was a kid. And he'd bring me along to carry his record crates and like help uh-huh. him kind of gig around town. And that was the space where he had to switch between two DJ setups. So there was going to be some dead space in between the transition of DJs. And like my big moment where he like tapped me and like told me to like jump on the mic and beatbox in front of like these club goers. Oh wow! And I was you know just a kid, and that was my first uh, my first experience performing live like in a bar club. Was kind that of planned? It to wasn't do the really interview planned. there. Yeah, well, it's a space that I that I frequent a lot, and so I thought about. I thought it'd be a great. Um, they recently remodeled it since uh, from you know. Yeah. So it looks much different than from when I was in there, but I just thought it would be like a special place to to, to do it, and maybe there'd be some good energy in the space. Yeah. Um, oh, that's perfect. But it, was, it was really cool. So you know, I, that was so there was a good connection there, and um, and you know. So let's talk about you're you're also in film. Yeah. Okay. Tell can you tell us the story of who you're working for and how that happened? Yeah, because I love that sure. story. So um, I, I'll backtrack a, a little bit. You know, as a as an artist, we talked a little bit about my music and sort of the drawings and how I wanted to connect it all. But I always knew that film was like the ultimate form of art. You know, you bring it's really bringing every medium together. Mm-hmm. If you think about from audio to music to visual to hair and makeup to set decoration to yeah. lighting, really everything. Mm-hmm. That's like if you you know, film is like the bee's knees of it all. That's really like the best. Um, it's just where like the best. Come, you yeah. know, kind of come together to create like amazing right. things, and um, so I always, I always wanted to one day get into film somehow. And my connection into film was through audio. Um, and since I was recording and doing music since I was a kid, um, I had a, a you know, I, I was introduced to film by like field recording. You know, when okay. someone puts a live microphone on you and you're right. recording, that was sort of my. Everyone has their unique way into the game and in right. kind of you know into filmmaking, and that was sort of my connection. Um, and um, so I always wanted to kind of do it. It was something that I was doing for fun. And I was like directing and producing my own music videos and short things growing up. But okay. I always wanted to strive for something a little more professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always kind of knew what I liked in terms of film. I loved um, I loved documentary filmmaking. I love real life narrative. Real life yeah. stories are really what I'm, I, what I'm connected to. Um, I do too. You know, so uh, so it's a uh, so long story short, I was performing at a um, – at a gig at the Renaissance Center, it was um, early morning, about four or five years ago. And who were um, you performing for? Was it, it was it was for it was for the company Quicken Loans. They have like a family of they have like a, a you know Quicken Loans has a large family of companies, like 110 mm-hmm. different companies that work you okay. know with the Quicken Loans family of companies. Mm-hmm. So they have this big event called Family Reunion. Now, now you didn't work for them. I, not okay. at the time. No. So how did you get the gig? So I was performing. You know, I, uh, again, I've been kind of performing all over town, and I was so people I, knew I, you. You know, I was accompanying another artist who was doing okay. like a, he had a, he had a tech startup called Rapped FM. It was a pretty cool concept. Basically, you could fr- you could freestyle rap anybody in the world in real time while in while a live audience could watch and then vote for the winner. Oh so you wow! Could collect, it was a pretty cool concept so i was um 
part of, it was interesting because part of the pitch to investors was like a freestyle. Like you, you know, if you're selling freestyle, you got yeah. a freestyle. So he was, yeah. his name is Eric Torenberg. He's an, an incredibly talented dude. And he, um, he's went off to do some really cool things since then. He's a good friend of mine. Wow. Um, but he, you know, he got the gig for, he was sort of like pitching in front of this large group of executives and things. And me as a beatboxer was, so it was a perfect performance. So like he would think Shark Tank really in a way, yeah. but he was like freestyling his pitch oh, and I was cool. doing the beat, you know, it, so awesome. it was really cool. So it was really it was an early morning sort of um, presentation and I just needed to get away um, to kind of get my head right and kind of figure out my performance. And it was early and I didn't really know anybody there or like where to go to be alone yeah. to kind of rehearse. Yeah. So I went into the bathroom. I just walked into the bathroom and like went into the bathroom stall and just kind of sat on the toilet to just like I just sat there uh -huh. and I wanted to like practice my routine. And I'm just sitting in there practicing and talking to myself and getting all my kind of mental notes together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the Renaissance Center and like the banquet sort of area there, um, the bathrooms have like the granite that goes to the ground and like yeah. the nice mahogany. What you, so you can't really tell who else is in the stalls or the right, bathroom. Right. Um, so, so I didn't know anyone else is in there. So I'm talking to myself and doing my thing and I hear a <laughs> voice to my left. Like, hey, hey, who are you? What is that? Someone was kind of like, <laughs> like, here, like overheard me and they're like, what is that? Who are you? And I was like, they were, I was like, you know, I kind of briefly said who I was and I was super embarrassed. The fact that anybody was listening to, listening to me, I was so embarrassed <laughs> right. by the whole thing. I really, the whole point was to get away from everybody. Yeah, right. So I go in the bathroom and I'm still and so I'm doing my thing. All of a sudden, long story short, it's Dan Gilbert sitting in the bathroom stall oh next my to me, God. and he overheard me talking to myself and um, performing. And you know, once we kind of got we you know kind of talking through the stall for a minute, and then once we kind of got out, um, washed our hands, key, yeah, and, <laughs> and you know, and then we're talking. So you got to get out there and perform. He didn't know I was there to perform, and he kept telling me, "You got to get out there and perform." And wow, um, you know, you fast forward like a half an hour um, later, I was up on stage performing, and and you know. Going Going into that event, I knew Dan would be there and I knew a lot of executive types would be there. And yeah. a, lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of tastemakers and industry people would be there. And I thought right. like best case scenario, someone would see the performance and think it was cool yeah. and something would come from it. Um, little did I know I'd have this like this sacred bond, you know, with Dan. And <laughs> wow. um, it was really awesome. And it was just a great – it's just a great story. And, uh, you know, I guess the, the lesson from that is like just just do your thing. Be open and be right. willing. <laughs> it was just incredible. And you never know where it's going to happen. you never know where it's going to happen. Exactly. Exa wow. I think that was really special. So, you know, we built a relationship after that kind of initial connection that we had. He was really impressed with my live performance, which also helped a lot too. Um, and we kind of built this working relationship. You know, I knew over some conversations over the years, I knew that – I knew that he wanted to – they were working towards building like an entertainment um, and film arm to this family of companies that I, wow. that I was describing. And they were looking for you know young talent and people in the city who, who have been doing it. And so um, there was a guy named John Browie who I, who I work with now who was starting up this team, John and Joe Talbot. Um, and I was just a good fit for it. And you know, So what do you do now? So now you work for – is it Quicken Loans? Well, now I work for a company called Woodward Original, which we kind of – I like this, that. Yeah, we started as sort of an internal film – department trying to figure out our groove in this landscape that kind of is Detroit. And, um, we, we, we recently, you know, branched off into our own company, which is now Woodward original. And so now we, uh, it's a full service film production company. So we really do it all. And, um, in so when that, you, when you say you do it all, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but it, just so people understand, what do you mean you do it all? Do you, are you hired by people to like for commercials? Yeah, so we or? do film production work. So you name it. So, you know, we do film documentary work, um, 
uh, you know, we do graphic designs, commercials, all that kind of stuff. Really anything that relates to sort of film production. Okay. Um, You know, small video, short videos, television spots, you know, the, the, the era of the internet. I mean, you look at all these, all these videos that you see on the internet. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were produced by production companies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, so we do a lot of, it's a, there's a variety of different types of works that we Now, that will we you guys um, ever, like, create a movie or? Yeah, that's definitely our goal as, it is? You know, as a company to start branching into more narrative work and, really? short, you know, short films and all mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, so we're just getting our footing as a young, we're just a, a group of really, of super creative, young, ambitious people and we're oh, trying to find our rhythm. And so yeah. within that group, I'm a film producer, so I kind of help make projects come together with, you know, scheduling crews and and talent and locations and kind of just producing the whole thing and getting it wow. kind of getting it done. Um, so how long been, have you been doing that? It's been about four years now. Oh wow, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. And where do you see it going? Or what? I mean, sky really sky's the limit. We've mm-hmm. you know so far have if you you can also check out woodwardoriginal.com and you can see okay. our, see our demo reel and our whole portfolio of projects and work. Um, we do a, a vast array of different things, and you know I just think we're going to keep on you know keep on growing and keep doing what we love. And, and keep it's not films. just for Detroiters. I mean, if somebody from LA calls you, absolutely, right? Sure, you, of course, you guys yeah. they'll travel and. Uh, yeah, we Whatever, are, yeah, right? we have global aspirations and you know, we definitely want to grow. And, That's and, awesome. Yeah, so we're really excited about where we're headed and um How I'm really cool. I'm really I'm really happy and humbled to be a part of an awesome team of really great filmmakers and creatives and it really dials perfectly into my music into what you know. So right. I I'm I'm in this place where I'm kind of balancing both and I'm balancing my right. my my filmmaking producer career and also my my music career. Wow. And trying to find that that balance is Well, let's play another one of your songs. Now Freedom Calls for Love. Freedom Calls for Love. Yeah. Did you write that? I did, yeah. Okay, let's play that. Your skin, freedom calls for sweet love and kisses and hugs. Summertime love, oh, I miss my summer. Summer, 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 summer,
but I'm gone. Well, I'm broken, and I ain't coming back no more, no more, no more, no more. I'm broken, and I ain't looking back no more. What you say, freedom calls for love. What you say, freedom calls for love. is amazing seriously it really is so you wrote the whole thing right the beat everything yeah well the beat was um the the guitar lick was uh played by a a producer friend of mine named joey alta slavin and then yeah we sequenced the drums out and you know we worked through the whole song oh my god i love that song so how can people get your music Um, at my website steviesoul.com that's simple it's simple okay steviesoul.com that's it they can get your music um, tour dates, tour dates, updates on projects I'm working everything. on, both music and film, and just really everything. And so they it's... can contact you through your website yes. as well. Yep. Okay. And um, I know one of the other things that you do is you've you've done a lot of um, speech uh, or um, speaking engagements, yeah. uh, presentations to kids. You've worked mm-hmm. with a lot of kids, yeah. right? What is the main message when you talk to kids? When you're working with young kids, when in with with your presentations, like what do you hope that they leave? You know, really, that anything is possible. You got. I have to set up the context in which, like, my life story to them, so they understand that um, that I'm not just some random musician guy up here telling them that. That yeah. I really genuinely had a struggle um, and how I overcame my struggle, um, and it takes hard work and dedication and. You know, everyone, especially kids, are struggling with all kinds of different, you know, problems. Right. And so just to stay focused and on track and, um, you know, use my uh, my story as just a, just an element of my story to kind of help connect into to their lives was, is, is right. really key for me. I think that's great that you open up like that with kids because otherwise when, when you hear songs like this, you don't picture the struggles yeah. at all, yeah, you know? So people say that all, yeah, for sure. I have a good, I've done a good job of like masking a lot of yeah. the struggle and pain, um, yeah. which I don't know if it's good or bad, but um, there it, it's certainly there. So I, I, I think it's important that children know that, um, a lot of artists have struggled. Right. And a lot of athletes have struggled and a lot of folks have struggled. Right. Um, well, it takes a struggle to get successful absolutely. in anything. And it helps really helps shape you and you know, exactly. shape your work ethic and well, your outlook. Con- congratulations to you, though. I mean, Thank you're you so just much. such an inspiration, such a great story, and I appreciate you 
sharing it with us. I hope you start a blog because I would definitely, definitely. read that all That's the it. time. I, I'm, I'm going to really consider that. Yeah, you should. That should be next year's. Uh, yeah, a blog a day. A blog a day. I'm not the best writer. That's okay. <laughs> it's going to be chock full of chock full of typos. You know what? You well, can, you know, a blog. For me wanting yeah. to go see your music live, focus on music and do a blog a week. How about that? There we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jess is going, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't stop playing It's probably a better music. use of my time. <laughs> um, so what's been the highlights so far of everything. I mean, the jam session with uh, Shark Tank um, Mr. That was Wonderful. Cool. That was really cool. Well, that was impromptu, that right? Was, I mean, yeah, we we met seconds before. So we where were on. you? I was at a in an office space called Benzinga. It's like a, a like a financial uh, technology company mm-hmm. that that's downtown, and they do a lot with the stock market. Um, and Jason Reisnick, he's a great dude, and I, I was just there. Um, and he he joked about what were Mr. you doing there though? Well, uh, my office is in the same building. Oh, got so it. he joked, uh, and he's, a, he's you know he's like a, a local kind of a tech entrepreneur kind of guy. We're just good friends, and he joked that that. Mr. Wonderful plays guitar and we're bringing a guitar to this speaking engagement he's doing and maybe he'll want to play guitar. And um, if he does, it'd be awesome to have you do your thing. And he was totally looking out for me. Like he was just like, this would be an, like, he produced yeah. this whole thing. And I was like, awesome. So I was kind of on deck and ready to, ready just to, to do it. Not sure if he would, uh-huh. um, but we kind of met in the green room for just a minute. And I had to briefly kind of explain to Mr. Wonderful. Um, and I felt like I was pitching. It was really weird. I felt like I was pitching. <laughs> on Shark Tank. Yeah. And then I was worried that when we were jamming, Maybe he would like stop and then like criticize or criticize. I was yeah. really on edge. <laughs> I was really on edge the whole time. But um, yeah, we we just connected, and so he started playing, and I kind of grabbed the mic and kind of jumped on and found the rhythm, and we just kind of it was you know it was short and sweet, but we kind of found a groove together, and um, it was really awesome, and you know and how um, cool, yeah. So th- that's just that was really the highlight of two thousand you know two thousand and sixteen. You know, it was really f- a really fun impromptu thing, and I just love. I just love doing stuff like that. Yeah. In my whole career, I've just, I've just went into rooms and spaces and started performing. Yeah. And th- amazing things have happened. Yeah. Um, so you so don't get nervous, son. Not anymore. No. no. My dad kind of like worked that out of me at a young age. He said, "If you want to be a performer, because he he was the first one to like snap his fingers and have me like be sort of like be ready to perform it at the drop of a dime." And really, even at a very young age, he's like, "If you want to do this, then if I if I take you somewhere, you can't be like scared to perform in front of somebody." Yeah. Um, and even if I was, I sucked it up and just did my thing. Uh-huh. Um, is there, I'm so is there anything that. that does scare you as far in terms of, um, you know, success and failure? I'm t- not real. I'm taking no? it day by day. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm in a, you know, there's a lot of artists I looked, I'm, I've been always looking for longevity in my career. Mm-hmm. And I, what really scares me is the short term career in this business. And so how do I, how do I have longevity in this ever evolving business? And so that's something that I'm always focusing on is, you okay. know, just putting forth the, putting forth content that inspires and empowers um, people that have that can stand the test of time. And, you know, the, the legacy, the narrative, my story can sort of live on past this hype of just the kid that stutters and beatboxes or whatever. Right. So I'm just looking for that long-term success and long-term longevity. But you don't have fears that hold you back then because it sounds like you're confident and you just go for it. You got to. Good yeah. for you. I, I had plenty of fears when I was younger. I moved past all that stuff. Yeah, you sure, petty. Petty, no. <laughs> you sure did. You sure did. Gosh, that's fantastic. Um, so what's next, do you think? I'm working on more music. Are so, you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm ta- again, awesome. I'm taking those ideas from yeah. 2016 and translating them into Are you going to come out with an album at all? Yeah. Any times so you I, are? I, I'm, I'm hoping by the end of 2016. 
2017. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I've been working very closely with my brother on that and, oh. a lot of, and Omar Aragon. There's a lot of really awesome Detroit musicians that I've been working with. And, collaborations um, collab- and stuff like that? Tons of collaborations. I know a lot of great musicians too that have been on the show that we can always That'd would love cool. to collaborate with you. Let's talk offline you. and see yeah, if seriously. We, can, uh, we can make that And happen. now um, would, do you cross like what about country and uh, have you done you Yeah, know, I've crossed different- several not so much country. Um, I have much respect for it but I I, um, I definitely cross genres for sure. Okay. And, um, I like my my sweet spot is within the R&B hip hop kind of uh-huh. jazz blues yeah. kind of vibe but um, I'm always open you know yeah. all kinds of things. Okay. I just love experimenting and just, just doing the damn and thing. And you can tell and you can just tell. I mean you just had like this happy look doesn't he? <laughs> yeah like he like just, okay there's like people you meet and you're like oh yeah, that person's nice, but you meet you, and you're just you're just There's so just full energy. of life. Yeah, it's just Thank yeah, you. so yeah. excited and amazing, and your like energy is contagious. Like it's fantastic. Awesome. Any shows coming up right now? Yeah, then? I'm playing. Um, geez, I wish I would have been prepared for this. Yeah, I have a couple of shows. Maybe I can send them to you. So you can post can them. You? Yeah, yeah okay. I'm doing Bravo Bravo this year at the Opera House, and um, oh. it's a pretty cool event that they do every year at the Opera House. Um, and a couple others. I'm, okay. I'm so bad at that question because sorry, my, <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry, I didn't mean to ask that. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I have plenty of guests. Yeah, you know I'll, what? I'll though, sure let yeah, you know. let me know what's coming up right away, like yeah, soon. You know, definitely. and then um, also keep us posted on your album. You yeah, know, definitely. When you, I can come back. On, I was going to say, I'd love can, to have you come back on, and um, especially if you're doing an album release party, we'll really promote the heck yeah, out of it, and maybe we, we would like to be the there. Songs. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we could broadcast from there too. I oh, love be fun. doing something like that. Do you have uh, a Facebook page that people can check out to follow? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, what you have coming up. Yeah, you can check out Stevie Soul on Facebook as well, and on Instagram, and it's, it, it's Mister Stevie Soul. Too. Yeah, but yeah, if you go to stevysoul.com, you'll see Everything. it's kind of the hub. You can kind of point you in every direction of all the things that I'm working on. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so this much has for been fantastic. Me. We have to. Okay, so the drink today was after reading everything about you. I said this guy has a lot to smile about. So we have cool. smile wine. Yep, this is the connection. So I'm going to let you take the rest of that home. But we do have to end it with our traditional fortune cookie. Toss. And what we do is we just toss the cookies and whichever way the prongs are facing you, that means that's your fortune, okay? So which one is... Uh, this one. Yep, that's yours. I should open it up? Yeah, oh yeah, you betcha. And this one. Yeah. I'm going to put these back here. So we're going to go through and we're going to read them. Um, we're going to end the show today with the song Love Maker, also by Stevie Soul, and you can check out Stevie Soul on his website, MrStevieSoul.com, uh, Facebook, and uh, we're going to go ahead and read our uh, fortunes, and we're going to end it with, um, let's see, freedom. How's that? We'll end it with the word with freedom. So um, I'll go ahead and read mine first. Good news of a long-awaited event will arrive soon with freedom. Wow. Mine is Goldman. Golden investment opportunities are arising. Ooh. In freedom. In freedom. It's your song. Mine is take advantage of an upcoming upcoming opportunity in freedom. There you go. You're not leaving us, are you? No. That's not what that means. No, I I won't leave you ever. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll take that fortune back. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Thank you, Stevie. Thanks again. So, thanks for having me. Thanks for, and I'm going to have you and your brothers one of these days. We're I will get all happen. three. And, I look if, forward to if, it. And I am going to have your parents on because I'm, I'm dying to know <laughs> what know. the formula is. <laughs> yeah, I have three kids. I want to know what the formula is. Yeah. So congratulations on all your successes. We look forward to having you back. And we're going to close the show with Love Maker. On me, so honestly, good. We could cut the love, shake, and start thinking. And I want you in, you want me, so honestly, we could cut the love, shake, and start dancing, girl. Groove, breaking all the rules. Tell her how I feel, but she ain't gonna take the news. Pretty good that day. Oh, 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 oh. It's the love maker groove, breaking all the rules. Tell her how I feel, but she ain't gonna take the news. Pretty good that day. Oh, 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 oh. See, I was thinking, contemplating. If you ain't doing anything this weekend, we could get to drinking and talking. Sort of want me, so honestly, ha, girl, we could cut the love, shake and start thinking, girl. And I want you in, you want me, so honestly, girl, we could cut the love, shake and start dancing, girl. Yo, it's the love make a groove, dream came true. Told her how I feel, and she took the news, pretty good that day. I was thinking, contemplating, if you ain't doing anything this weekend, we could get to drinking and talking, I know you got a boyfriend, but I was hoping, if you ain't doing anything this weekend, we could get to talking, girl, Girl.